Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome to another edition of the Marketing Money Podcast. Wait, we're starting? Hold on. No, stop that. <laughs> stop it. He was born in Panama. Yeah, Panama. John McCain was born in Panama, which, interestingly enough, what Panama is not about the country of Panama or the canals in Panama or even Panama City, Florida. The song Panama by Van Halen. It's about the hat. No, it's about a car because... They were criticized by a Rolling Stone writer or some rock and roll writer that they sang about women and partying and excess, but they never sang about cars, even though they talked about, we live in fast cars and all of that. And so David Lee Ross said, well, we're going to write a song about a car. And there was a car called Panama that raced and drove real fast. And so he wrote a song about Panama. And all the song lyrics, if you listen to the song closely, although there is innuendo towards adult maneuverings, it is really about a car and the car called Panama. Huh. Yeah. That's a dumb car name. Well, it was a car. Yeah, I mean, you can wiki it. There's I'm a right. hat. There's a country. There's a well, canal. There's a car called either Panama or the beach. Panama. But anyway, the song's about this great car that would drive so fast that was called Panama. And David Lee Roth took, like, read the comments and said... Of a criticism from a reporter or writer or some critic that said, y'all sing about this stuff, but you talk about cars, but weak. you never sing about cars. He said, oh, I'll write a song about cars. The song's pretty strong. Hey, the the, the song, rationale and the reason behind it, pretty weak. Yeah. I'll, I'll do, I'll show you. Because when you look, write a song about a car, nobody, and they think it's about. Yeah, you think it's about going to Panama City or Panama Country or a party in Panama yeah. and meeting women and whatever. It is not. Weak, weak reasoning, weak reasoning, but I'll well, allow it. Speaking of weak reasoning, you know what our topic today is? Oh, God. Gosh. The use of LinkedIn with bankers and banking. Or vendors. Any of it. The use of. Because this is marketing. Cause I, cause Let's I, talk marketing with LinkedIn. We don't even have to talk about the banking of it. We'll just talk about usage of LinkedIn in today's modern marketing landscape. Have you had? Let me, let, yes, for, I have. For real. No, Twice. No, you haven't. Two you're, times you're, on Sunday. You're going to answer. You just. Have you, have you had an interaction on LinkedIn in recent memory? Recent. How far is recent memory? Two years yeah. or two months? Let's say pre-pandemic. So let's go back to like 19. Okay. okay. That you were like, damn, I'm glad I'm on LinkedIn. Not of that reaction of that much excitement. It, it, any there, positivity? I've had a couple where I'm like, that was good. I have But typically... I mean, I've seen some quotes that's like cap capture worthy. I've sent you some. But LinkedIn is a weird platform. It's super weird. So... The business, the Facebook of business, or the business of Facebook, whichever way I you think, want to put it. I think that it is still a valid and valuable platform due to the the audience and the concentration of of people being in a business leaning mindset. I think what everybody discounts is that the reason to be on LinkedIn is to see what a competitor's saying or some kind of job hunt, like like you're you're there, or you just got an alert and you kind of forgot. I, it's crazy because I'm I'm relatively involved on LinkedIn without posting a lot. But how how many people are like, yeah, I haven't logged into LinkedIn in like 
three years or something. So for me, the number one best, highest usage, however you want to say it, of LinkedIn for me is the messaging on it because there's a lot of people that I meet at, say, a conference used to or met somewhere that's a friend, that's a friend, but not one that I've like exchanged numbers with. But I've known for there, there's people I've known for years. I've never exchanged a phone number with, but I just know them through conferencing, marketing, whatever. And uh, there's people that I literally the only way I communicate with them is through messaging on LinkedIn. Like we'll go back and forth. I'd say that's the highest uses. That those are just that's the means of communication I use with them. Which I should be like, let's just go to text. But for some reason, we never do. Or I should be like, I, I here's my email. I just never, we just never do. Let so me just, just let, let me tell everybody here. If you reach out to me on LinkedIn, the next thing I'm gonna do is ask, can we move this to email because I've got so many platforms. I typically to check. do, other than there's just a couple that just weirdly, it's all to me. It's almost the rationale for me staying on LinkedIn is because of that. So I'm like, well, if, huh, no, <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's weird. I get it. It's weird. I've joked to you about this. I probably get. 30 to 40 solicitations a week from it. I mean, it's insane how many oh, messages I get. I get. But weirdly, I get that. I mean, agency growth Inbox specialist. messages. Yeah. And so out of those, I told you one of them, one, may be relevant. And usually the relevance is maybe I'll get a speaking gig or a presentation gig off of it or something about buying the book I wrote and they want to know something about it, which again, which again turns into them wanting to sell something. I think there are a lot of bots on there. Do we, do we know? Well, these are, no, these tend to be like real. Well, I mean like, oh, but the 29 out of the 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's so transparently salesy that it's like, Hey, John, I have a marketing agency and we do video. We would love to help you Rem- with your needs. And remember like, when, the okay. Vogue, when the Vogue was to make your like, whatever it is, your little like one line description under your name, like what brings value or whatever, like, and now everyone listened to the same seminar and said, um, value driven ROI producer and all this stuff. And so now it's all Achievement the Achievement goal oriented data driven mine is still like trivia champ which obviously the salespeople will be like oh you like trivia uh, uh what's your highest score have you ever been on jeopardy Here's some trivia how many messages does it take to get you to respond to me yeah. and i think i may still have inventor of the long sleeve tank top on there there's other things because i'm just like bucking the trend well there's other things that i think's funny and i've talked about this on here before and you can back me up on this as much as it sounds like, sure, John, you're Mr. Popular, but the whole, like, I don't put my picture on social media or put my picture. Now, it's on posts and stuff I've done, but not in my profile pic. And I love that everybody that gives advice on LinkedIn is like, have a professional profile pic so when people look at you, <laughs> they know who you are and how you look. Yeah, but they don't mean don't have a logo, which is what yours is. They mean stop taking a car selfie because you think your hair looks good that day. Like... LinkedIn is a professional environment, and just like going into any professional environment, you have to be dressed for the situation. And there are a lot of people with just god awful. Well, that and I, and, and I've told you the story why I don't have my yeah, logo yeah. there because you don't want to be recognized by vendor. Because I I literally I think it's funny that it's worth telling again. Reminded I haven't heard Tell it them. when I went to 
a happy hour reception after a, a conference one time, a guy literally standing beside me at the bar waiting on his drink or whatever, reaches in his breast pocket and pulls out a piece of paper and opens it up and is going through and he has clipped all the pictures and names and titles of people he wants to meet and he does not have mine. And he turns to the no, person. No, no, no. He saw John o- You saw John Oxford. No, he, he does not have my picture, yeah. but he has my name and like some vitals from the, the LinkedIn. But he's And he has check marks from his pen and he turns to a person that knew me who was in between us just randomly and says, do you know this guy? This is one guy I want to meet here and I've not met him yet. And I was like, thank God my picture is not on my profile. So did the dude just lie and not say you out? Uh, no, they, they, they didn't sell me out. They were like, yeah, I, I think I know him. I'll let him know if I see him. And then obviously he was like, hey, 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 look over here. And I looked over and saw him like looking up my stuff. If I'm ever in that situation. Oh, you're going to sell me out. Oh, God. Like before, like, or, or what do you sell? He's been. Or you just say. I'm him. It's me. Yeah. yeah. And then just play the whole character like as good as, but, as, good but, as you can. But then. But then, it gets even funnier because you have no conscience of what you do. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be totally. Like, oh yeah, to, yeah. I'm John Oxford. I've got. Um, We're looking for a million dollar deal with yeah. your SEO cloud processing data yeah. unit. Could you social media SEO? But three system. vendors have offered me like one offered me a Ferrari, one offered me a Corvette. Why do you have to offer me for my business? What's in it for me? But that's a true story. But then true when they, story. But when they get I get caught up that. Oh, I thought you said Josh Mabus, not John Oxford. Oh, yeah. And we, just act like it's totally... Like it's just normal. Like I could have gotten confused. Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant me. Well, that's not the total reason I have the logo on there, but that was one of the key ingredients of me logoing is because when I go to things, pre-pandemic, obviously, man, you talk about people with your picture in their pockets, a little spooky. But it's, then again, you're on there. Well, so. it's so like quasi 1950s style like i got my my lead list here oh, see i'm gonna find this i got uh, the glengarry leads ollie ollie oxen free find him in the trees but like it's <laughs> such a like old school salesy like with his pen scratch it off oh quick funny question totally inappropriate for the podcast but y'all are along for the ride is your linkedin profile picture also your profile picture on untapped no it okay. is not because if it, I don't think so. Because, I, I haven't been on Untapped in like a Because year. if it is, the guy, Caleb, that illustrated, like Robbie, um, our art director, like there's so many people with Caleb Hunt illustrations. Well, mine used to be my logo. It is now the book co- my book cover. Uh, so I've changed what it is, which is also a member of your staff who did the book cover. Yeah. But to the point of it, uh, I don't think so. I've Do not you have best-selling author on that's here? my description it i just is? want best because i'm hoping that it throws people off of sending me a bank vendor solicitation when it sees best-selling author my goal is for them to see it and go oh he's written a book maybe he could come talk about it maybe i'll buy his book instead of being like oh bank marketing director let me sell him on my cloud computing marstack blah 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 that you know i don't need i'm your new rep at no, that's the other thing. That's the new deal is when someone says, I'm your rep because they want to be, and so they assign themselves your your account. Like the Luke Combs song, it's my future ex-mother-in-law. This, I'm your future ex-vendor. I'm yeah. going to go ahead and assign myself to your account. There is astoundingly little prep. You know, we don't, you know, we just kind of come in hot. Well, we, we've got but, more prep than most of these LinkedIn messages. Oh, God, yeah. So let me tell you some. Let me tell you. Uh, that's what things. I was going to ask. I was okay. going to ask. Give one, us, give us some. Give, what are you noticing, one, John? One, the big thing I notice is the shotgun approach. The people 
that send out solicitations, which it's a bot or either it's a system they've got you know, lined up to send these through LinkedIn or whatever, they're a shotgun approach. And maybe that's my frustration. No, I think they're a, uh, you had a pocket a bot full gun, of... B- a bot gun approach? Oh, that's pretty good. You had a pocket full of BBs that like lacklusterly fell out of your pocket and rolled down the gutter into somebody's inbox. Oh, there it is. My number one thing is if you really want the business and your market is shrunk or shrinking because it's just banks of this size and this nature and this is what we do specific to you, I think you've got to do your research. And you've got well, it's to, right there. And you've got well, they don't do it though. Well, that's the thing is like they've taken the search engine encyclopedia of like real humanness and turned it into like churn and burn. So one for me is do your research. In other words, don't send me, we're in that agency that does yada yada, when if you did any five minutes of research, you would know that we work with, shout out to you, the Mabus Agency, as our agency. The of, best bank marketing well, agency in the world. They're our agency of record. And so if someone has an agency it's of been record recorded. by trade. But that's not on your LinkedIn. If you if you listen to one of the, I usually re-promote the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Put two and two together. Maybe they would. Put it together when you. John, I mean, I forgot to ever ask you for your business. I mean, we podcast. So, together. so one is do some do some homework and figure it out. They yeah. wouldn't take but one or two clicks. To but, fit, to, to, to deduct, but, the, but, but, to deduct. but Jack Hubbard would tell you, sales trainer, master would say you can't assume that you're not looking for somebody new. Well, they can with me. <laughs> so, I appreciate so, I appreciate your so, dedication, at least for right now. So anyway, anyway, do your research. Know what product to sell the person you're trying to sell because I can't tell you how much IT stuff. If you're not the right life. person, put me in contact. Well, with. that because it's my job to be your salesperson. Yeah, or your throughput. Guy. So, so no, that don't ever ask that. That to me is the number one. Like, just I'm not going to respond if you ask that because then you didn't do the research to know what to sell me. IT, I've get, I get sold or offered more IT stuff than anybody in the world. I don't do anything with IT other than custom. That's all I do to IT is custom. So don't send me any IT stuff. All right? Don't do it. I know my password won't work tomorrow for saying that, but I'm kidding, IT guys. I love y'all. But point being is stop selling. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Take a somewhat of an educated guess at what they might need. Provide next, provide value. What value are you going to give me other than I'm going to pay you money to do something someone's already probably doing for me? But while vendors are listening to this, and I agree, and I'm that, tough on them with you everything you've said. And I'm, they the, do, I'm the toughest one to crack, and they do listen. Now we're we're doing some HR driven stuff, which is correct. We do for, LinkedIn, for the bank, and, for and that's good. But the typical bank marketer that's trying to engage a client. I mean, I, one thing I would say about value of LinkedIn is the advertising platform is pretty good, but the audience is kind of weird because it's people on there searching for a job. They're not necessarily looking for a product. Or and, and it's or they're they're wanting to give a quote that yeah. they heard. Well I think that well <laughs> so I, many quotes. Well I think that people on LinkedIn, what we haven't realized, and this may be the nugget of insight, it will be on a soon to be coming to a, a single social media post from maybe say near you, is the insight about LinkedIn is people think that someone is there to represent their company, but they're there to represent themselves. What what should I be getting paid? Where what's going on? And totally they think, agree. John's here from Renaissance, and I'm not saying you're there looking for a job, but you're there as John. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through. Not it, not as content. Like marketing director of Renaissance looking for the next. Now you may find it, but understanding that the that the individual is there to be an individual. 
I think LinkedIn's, other than my highest and best use, selfishly, personally, of using it as a contact platform for individual relationships, the next one or the number two reason is job hunting or job recruiting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to have a very expensive LinkedIn recruiter account, which was very good for getting you the resumes. Yeah. What the quality of them were probably not as high as you would. No, like. no, no, no. It was excellent. They were good. It was the opposite. You, it's headhunter. It's the headhunter oh, yeah. app. I get to put in like marketer with three years experience. You mean sixteen bullet points for a twenty five thousand dollars salary? Is that what you did? Well, I mean, I what I go for. <laughs> I mean, I want a video editor, somebody who can do copyright, yeah, co- community use leader, in design, um, PR, art. graduated with with um, triple degrees in journalism, graphic design, and creative writing, and got an MBA and a law degree in the same twenty three thousand dollars. Years. Yeah, that's that's everybody wants that, don't they? That's what they put on their job descriptions. And but, your job and your workplace is like family. We treat you like family. <laughs> Which means I'm there. Which means I'm going to pay you a lot less than you deserve. And try to mentally damage you. <laughs> I think that's the meme on. Could I, you know, what if you went to your family and it's like, I'm going to treat you like business. You're, you're fired, brother. Sister, so, you're no longer getting a raise. Like, I'm, I, we need to start saying that to our families. Like, we treat you like business. Yeah. See how that goes over. It's just weird the analogies that well, people it always use. Is. Well, it's, it's like, kind of like it's, I, it's, I was on a call earlier, and it was a really good pre- presentation and pitch. But the guy was like, "You know, you could call us a vendor or a partner." And I want to stop people when they say this because, you know, um, I saw something vendors sell hot dogs, and I love that quote. Like, and, and what it means, it sounds really condescending, but a hot dog vendor. Don't be surprised when a hot dog vendor sells you hot dogs. But like, everybody wants to be a partner. I'm going to, I try to scrub this word, but it's like all the other colloquial idiomatic things that we do. I can't scrub it, but a partner has equity. Yeah. I don't have equity in Renaissance. Yeah, you might. I do actually. Yeah. I do. I, I do. You do. I do have it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and technically uh, we have equity in you. Yeah. It's a, so it is. Hey. The, it true. Look it what is. we discovered today. Hey. A true partnership. It is a true partnership. First time ever. First time ever. So it really is true in this case. We treat you like family. Oh, thank. Oh, God. <laughs> now I'm emotionally damaged. Good. Um, you know, the other one is uh, I'm an employee, essentially. I mean, that's what any a good, the best vendor is someone who is loyal and, and, and gives incredibly high value for the paycheck they receive because you know, money doesn't mean everything, but if, if somebody says that, try not to pay them. It's yeah. something. Well, I've always I've always said my goal when we bring on a new partner vendor, let's use both, partner vendor, so no one can complain. A pender. When we bring on a new pender. A partner. When we bring on a new pender, uh, I always say I want to be the best client you have. In other words, easy to work with. Don't ask for much more than what um, – don't ask for special favors. You know, hey, man, it'll help you get your name out if you do this for me. Like, don't ask for special favors and come through when they bill and do your part and promote them and they promote you when you need other business through referral. Uh, but that's a good good partner vendor. But it seems like the nicer you get, the worse the vendor gets. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just the Gary Vaynerchuk I was, hustle of the the year now, and, and he preaches kindness. But I think there's like the Steve Jobs hustle, like be angry because like if I'm nice, 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 and I could give you examples, but it would break a lot of probably 
trust with some vendors, the worse you seem to get treated. And when you're mean and like demanding, you get what you're getting. So I don't know what the what has happened in the the arena I, of this, but it's weird, man. It's real weird. I hope it doesn't have to be like that. I really And I'm do. not talking about maybe say no, no. Um, and you know that. But my point well, is I mean, we, But I could tell you the ones that we've discussed offline because I'm not going to call anybody out personally but like well, there's it's certain- weird you demand and it's like get it for them and then you're like super nice like it's okay and they're like I guess we can well uh, I can think of some, do just something on the, else on you're the like, pricing factor that if you don't negotiate with them will literally rip you off like their, their price sheet is meant to be Well, not only that, some of them will treat you like, this guy must be incompetent. He doesn't yeah. know how to do this. We're just going to do whatever we can. And you're like, well, okay. And, and like I said, I certainly acknowledge that it does happen, especially, let's see, with some of the higher-level bank vendors. They will they can steamroll over you because they hold a lot of power and big egregious contracts and things like that. And certainly until – I'll tell you this, ordering debit cards is a good example that doesn't really speak to anybody, even though they're every time I've been a liaison to help a client order debit cards, new plastic, I've had to be not a nice guy. Yeah. No, I want it delivered by this date. And you use that tone and lo and behold. And they always try to sell you on like the lightest, cheapest plastic. Like, well, this will be the light. And you're like, no, I want like a heavy card that's impressive for my clients. They are. Oh, no. But this is the easiest, cheapest something. And you know what it is? I think they've got a surplus of it. Remember when we tried to do the color core? Oh, God. And they just, we wound up, we were going to do. I don't know if I didn't even say this, but I'll say it. Well, don't just say don't say the name of the company. No, no, no. we were going to do a blue, do. a bright blue core. So when you looked at the edge, it was blue. Yeah. yeah. And, and so let me tell all y'all how you do that. It's way simpler than you. This think. might be the best thing anybody gets out of the podcast. <laughs> it seems complex, but what you do is order blue plastic, and in this case, you have the the front side printed white and the back side printed white, and then print whatever else you want. On both sides. And emboss or deboss. Yeah, but on the back, you would just print black text that gives the pulse network and all that. And on the front, you may put a full color thing, but it will give you that. The look. The bright blue or bright red look. It makes the card look thicker, too, because it gives it a color contrast. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. One vendor out there makes almost every card that's made. So if if you saw it, like the one we were using, for example, is the Southwest card, the airline. Has a had a bright red core and it was black on both. We had sides. like a foil heart too. Yeah, and it, and it, that one was a little. It had metal on yeah. it and all that. But they were just like, that's impossible. Can't do like, it. I've got twelve examples in, in my, my wallet, wallet. Yeah. that I know you made. And it was just like, do it like this. And if you don't, it's still the debit card. The back is still blue because they talked the bank out of doing. Oh, it'll be two cents more card. But I didn't ask for price. I asked for the card. (laughs) They talked the bank out of doing it. It's why there is not a blue core on that card. It'd be too hard. Take too much, too many man hours to flip the card over and run it back through. What are you? It's, it's, it's interesting. But and and there's only so much as a vendor. So I can fight. I think this is we've sideways our con our conversation in a good card plastic. But but I think what you're getting to is value. And it's like anything in sales, it has to provide value. And when the tra- when the sell, look, we want it to be transparent. But when the pitch on your messages or the contact or whatever, LinkedIn, in message, whatever it is to you is, 
hey, we do video. Hey, we do. Hey, we do. Hey, we do. It's like, I didn't ask you what you did, number one. And number two, I don't need that. And if I did need it, is there a better way of finding me? That's what I asked you, Josh. You, you have to do this more than I do. And not that you use it. You don't, you're very anti-sales. You're more referral and find. But my point is, is like, yeah, we're, we're, what, what's like, if you're going to pitch and you don't, but I'd say, what would your approach be? Cause obviously 90% of them don't work or at least with me, they don't. Well, first I try to find someone who I might believe values what I do. And there's, there's, and, and, and don't, we have a prospect list. So we kind of, you know, that we don't use where we take the FDIC list and sort of call out the banks that are just too big. We're never going to serve. We don't want to serve. And we do call out some that are just, I mean. They're not a good fit. A, a $40, 50000000000 billion bank is tough. Like it's, I would love to work with them. They might love to work with us, but just budget and scope just gets really tough. And and so don't not call me if you're that, but it's just been really hard to find a fit where we're a little too high powered, yeah. I, I think, for, for, for certain size banks. But, you know, one of the first things I do is, is and it's to your point, where can I add value? And there may be a couple of things. Now, I think this is important for the audience to hear, is you think I would look at someone who has a really bad logo and really bad website, and I can't find any of their advertising because that's who really needs Mavis Agency. They could really improve. And I'm not going to say they make bad clients, but they may not be the best because They've already made decisions that show where their where their taste where, is, yeah, yeah, and and they're approving it, and maybe they're like you're, you're the you're, leader is you're, just you're literally looking at me and like who would approve this? You would, yeah. And so and I don't did. know if I can work with you. So then there's the banks that have fantastic brands and fantastic websites, and so that's well. Well, then who do you go? Why to? would they need help? Right. And so there's a little thing in the middle, and we forget to look at the nuance. And this is the problem with that shotgun approach you're talking about, that we live in this world of bipartisan dichotomy. If this is true, this can't be true. So and half either, the people think it's completely true, and half the people think it's completely fake. Absolutely. So what we look for is someone, not necessarily in the middle, but someone who shows, demonstrates they have good taste. In other words, they would buy what we're selling. They, they value the type of work that we do that maybe is missing a big component where we could bring value. A singular component like, hey, you guys have a really good brand and a, and a pretty good website, but you have no idea how to do digital display. And I know that you don't have um, onboarding and you're not attracted. See, what you just said is hundred and thousand times more research than any one oh, of those absolutely. people ever That's the problem because you want to say, oh, I did my list and we just, we went either with people that are going to appreciate our work or people that don't know that their work is bad. And that's what people do because that's easier to shotgun. Well, see, I guess you're, on the shotgun, you're looking for volume response. Like I'm going to strike out yeah. nine times, but that one time I'm going to get But I also it. caution over targeting. Now this works in my business because I mean, if I find a bank that we, you know, really communicate, like it's worth a significant amount of money. So I can afford to be a laser, a laser focused marketer on retail DDAs. Not so much, but I would say that's not a LinkedIn thing. So it's not relevant. But understand the same thing. Find the value that you bring those people that they're not getting somewhere else, no matter what it is, and and really be willing to define that and then communicate around it and then only communicate the thing that you can improve. I think what a lot of people make a mistake, no matter the advertising venue, 
or medium is they make ads to convince everyone to come to their bank. Hey, don't you love XYZ Bank? Well, you'll like us even more. <laughs> Nobody that's happy at their bank is leaving. I'll go ahead and tell you. No one is good enough at advertising. I can definitively, objectively tell you, you are not good enough at advertising, no matter who's listening to this. Well, I always relate. Unless you're Ryan Reynolds, maybe. By the way, love Ryan Reynolds. But let's point out that the reason Ryan Reynolds is successful at advertising... Is because he's Ryan Reynolds. Is because Ryan Reynolds can tweet the ad he just made. It's And so it's instant. Like, if you... Banks, if you're choosing between Josh Mabus and Ryan Reynolds... Choose Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, well, much hotter than me? John disagrees. He's giving uh, the look like don't say Chef Short. He's much, much. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Not even in the same universe. But also because Ryan Reynolds can make a terrible ad. And that's his whole thing, like maximum effort, which they are good ads. But they're not better than Young and Rubicam or any of the other. But it's because I've, he's got, like, what, six million followers or something like oh, that? I thought it's like... 30 man. It, it, I don't know what it is. But in stupid. a set, in one in one second he can he can put well, your ad in front of a it's, ridiculous. It's like the old thing with Kim Kardashian that tweeted out to 50 million followers and 30 or 40% of them activated on a crypto wallet. Yeah. And that wallet basically used her to do an IPO. Like yeah. that was their that was their investment. Like instead of going to investors, they said, let's go to Instagram world and just asking a yeah. celebrity to activate a wallet. And they did it that way. But I didn't get to – so the lesson is instead don't do this. Advertise what you can do differently and make that messaging to the person who's upset and ready to switch. Stop trying to convince everybody to move. Figure out what you do differently, the value you bring. Shooting video is not different. No. Um, making ads is not different. No. But that's what, no and award-winning is not it's different. It's not different because I can make – And this is a good Hey, Josh, point. I'm going to give you the John Oxford Good Marketing Award. So now you're an award-winning ad agency. But here's the thing, that people mistake features for benefits all the time because they're beneficial features. Award-winning is a feature. It is, it is a beneficial feature. Best-selling should, author should be changed. You just crushed my profile. Uh. Two stars. <laughs> Yes. Two-star. I'm a two-star athlete. Yeah. Couldn't get into Alabama. Not the recruit for us. But understand that va- what, what we're talking about, whether it's LinkedIn or whatever it is, and, and, and trust me, even if you're a bank, what people – I talk about how similar banks are, and I think people maybe believe that I'm a little down on banks or cynical. I didn't make banks similar to one another. The rates are the same. We're all working off the Fed, yada, yada, yada. But because I know how banks, how similar one bank is to another, I can find the nuance difference that sets Renaissance or whomever, LCMB, um, FNBCT, you know, all, all of our, our wonderful clients, I'm not going to go through and name all of them, um, that separate them from their competitors. It's a nuance. Yeah, it's small. And finding it and magnifying it's what it is. So what it's all about. Two other things on LinkedIn. What is your thought on the, because I get these... Probably every fifth or sixth post, I'm kind of screening through here, that say, would you like a $300 Amazon card or would you like a $150 Starbucks gift card or something like that if you'll give me 30 minutes of your time for me to tell you about my widget? And I get those. And part of me says... But some people can't take it. There's a little bit of... Well, number one, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to... I can if it's under... I think if it's under $100. I mean, there's technicalities. But then you write them back like, 
I can't take well, 300. No, I'm not getting into that. I know, but I'm just saying. Let's like, just say I can take whatever. Let's yeah. say if they offer me a Ferrari, I can take it. So my point is this. There's a little bit of guilt of like, I know I'm not going to take this, so it's borderline lying oh, to absolutely. do the interview. I'm just Number do- two, I don't know if the process is good because if someone actually takes the time, you're like, well, they're going to listen to me. They're going to take my money. And then part of me is also well, like... it's a mindset change. Yeah, and part of me is also like, I've got to give up precious work time for something I'm probably not going to do to get a $100 gift card that, like, I guess it's valuable because it's $100. I mean, look, I'm not going to thumb my nose at $100, but right, my point but is, like, do I, do I need to do this? There's an internal psychology, and, and the wrestling with, like, I, I took some macaroons from a guy, a vendor that I knew I wasn't going to hire, mainly because I wanted to see what the process was like. It was like, go to this macaroon site. Pick out your macaroons. pick out your macaroons. Which is weird, but And whatever. I got them, and they were like bottom three macaroons I've ever you're a had. macaroon connoisseur. I've, my kids love them, so I you know, wind up eating one or two other little whatever little clear. They always come with those clear boxes. Yeah. But I wanted to see what the process was like. But, but there is a certain you know, value trade-out as well. My time is valuable. Yada, yada. Am I going to get in trouble? Am I going to get dinged? It's... Is vendor management going to come in and say, you only hired them because they gave you $100 or $300 or whatever? There's that. But on the other side, I think there's a deeper, more profound pushback on our subconscious. And that is, if they have to pay me for my attention, is it really, really that worth valuable? It. Yeah. Because instead of giving me real value as a vendor, you're going to pay me cash to offset the value you can't bring. Well, but And like- that's why I'm so reactive. Look. With all modesty aside, we're maybe says is absolutely one of the top tier bank marketing firms. I one of the reasons I don't go after clients and and everybody out there. I haven't called on anybody in this and been like, I want to be your bank marketer. It's not that I don't want to be. It's you're a fully actualized, responsible adult that will know when you need help. And there's some other vendors in the top tier, not many who you also probably know to call. And if we're the fit, it'll be the fit. I don't have to go buy somebody's attention. So to the point of the buying the attention, though, here's the flip. It's a heck of a mindset to switch to. Here's the, fl- here's the flip side, too, is there's this new thing. It's not that new, but pretty new of like, hey, I'm getting together six peers that are marketing directors for banks, and we're going to have this interactive chat once a month, and I'm going to have... Thought leader, no, and you talk about having to bring brain. value. Also, and so I usually respond. You have to. So they always say to that, you know, we're getting together these six marketing leaders and somebody from this bank and you and somebody talking. I I usually respond with, "How are you compensating for my time?" Which is opposite, which is the same but opposite of that because then well, you I'm, know the value of your time. And so, and they'll usually say, "The conversation is the knowledge you'll gain from these other people." And then I'm like, "How do I know I'll gain any knowledge?" And they're like, "Well, give the call a try." And I'm like, "But that takes my time." So yeah. I get in this back and forth, which is comical to me, just the fun of it. Right. Maybe once or twice, someone will say, "Well, we'll give you a three hundred dollar gift card." <laughs> but yeah. but my point is, what I'm usually trying to get to is, if you want me to serve on this board with my now twenty years of bank marketing experience, but we I'm not going to give it away to Junior Bob at whatever bank over there that's going to ask questions. I'm going to give him the secret sauce because I'm going to learn something that I don't know I am. So I'm going to get on this thing. But the irony is, we're talking about this on a podcast that we give away for free. Well, somewhat. But anyway, my. Uh, my point to the it, it would hey, be. Hey, but we are looking for sponsors. All you vendors that we just helped with LinkedIn. Yeah. Hey, look. If you want to, if you want to get to the five hundred CMOS in bank marketing, the best ones. The best ones. Come on the show. Us. Come yeah. on. The sh- not come on the show, but uh, let me know your uh, 
you want to sponsor credit card it, number. We'll play some ads. Yeah. Let me know your credit card number, social security number, date of birth, passcode, first car you Call, drove, high school mascot. I would quote um, Nick Offerman as whatever his name was on Parks and Rec. What's his name? Ron Swanson. Call or do not. I'm not going to beg. <laughs> I'm not begging either. I'm just telling you some of the strategies. My final discussion here, so the offer you money strategy, the offer you to get into some exclusive. My favorite is when they offer to get you an exclusive group. They say it's exclusive to get this. And then at the end, like three lines down, they'll say, like, if you know anybody else that would like to be invited, please to let this exclusive to this group. exclusive group. Let well, what us they know. do is what they do is do like a bunch of different ones. You know, oh, like, oh, it's 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 a total 30, it's a total sucker game. I know what it is, but my but point, all it is, but just in case you've been invited to these, what happens? Because I've listened in on one. It is a vendor listening into this and facilitating to, facilitate, to, we hear, do what, that. We to do hear what your problems are. Your pain are. point. We want to hear your pain points. Yeah. And then they go, oh, they said they could really use help with their website. And you I'll know say, we do that. And I will say this, for certain people, that is a value. To to be connected to other peers is a value. I, I, I would not. I mean, for you, for me, no. I mean, because we've been doing – it's hard to find somebody that brings that 20, 30-year other value yet – you and I have, a, I believe, a unique mindset in this, and we do have a group that we talk to informally. Um, but they're real. Oh, they're real. Certainly, they're <laughs> friends, the and we built, and, and we no, did the work. And no one's really looking to. I mean, people will take the business, but I'm not. I, if I offer it to the people in our group, they know it's real. It's not just me. Oh, like, hey, I want to. Like, they're going. Oh, but we're colleagues, yeah. and it's natural and organic, not something a vendor put together. I wouldn't say that it's just carte blanche not valuable to some people to just i just want to hear what three or four other people are struggling well, with just to feel like you're not alone is can be fantastic well build your peer group there's yeah. conferences to attend to do that the next the final thing is the new thing going on in linkedin it's not so new but like the advice that i think everyone's taking that i don't think is the best advice because it makes you look like you're schlubbing the same advice from everybody if that makes sense is the whole like what do you think or tell me your feeling, or here's a poll about this thing that means absolutely nothing. It's the biggest reach for engagement that is frankly not engaging at all. And nothing's sadder than when someone posts the some like little like almost commentary that doesn't have an opinion, but it's just a random commentary. And then after they say, what do you think? Tell me what you think. And then no one gets any comment. No one comments on it. And I'm just like, that's sad. That's so sad that no one, I, I no just one wonder, commented. I, I, but a lot I, of people do it. A lot of people do that I understand now. the need and I understand that everybody listened to the same consultant that said, engage and ask people what they think. People yeah. love to tell you, you know what? They don't. But that is a... Per se. But I will say this. I look at a lot of LinkedIn and I see... A, I don't think it's engaging. I really don't think throwing up a statement that says, hey, so-and-so reported especially in any position of knowledge. If you put up, so-and-so reported this, what do you think? The middle part that's missing is what you think. Yeah, You're the one commenting. Why did you feel it was valuable? You didn't. You're just trying to get someone to You're comment. You're just trying to engage a conversation for, to, that to, nobody has time for. Or cares about. And you didn't give a position. So at least... Because you do, people will say, I, if you put, the Fed is raising rates, what do you think? But if you say the Fed is raising rates, I think that's a bad idea. A, B, C, D, give me your thoughts. People will then respond to your thoughts on why it was bad or good because everyone loves – I don't say everyone. I don't like the yeah, absolutes. But my, my point here is uh, 
They love to argue. People will love to argue, and they'll engage with you if you give them an opinion. Have a position. But if it's... Don't ask what what you... Spider-Man came out and was the number one movie this weekend. What's your opinion? No, Spider-Man came out. I thought it was really good because ABCD. What are your thoughts? Well, John, you you were wrong. No, I need to see it. Everyone's hazing me about not seeing it. Here's the deal. I won't tell the audience. But it's a good joke because SNL even led with it on their cold Yeah, that was the whole reason. Yeah, the whole reason the pandemic was still here. I'm going to tell you, bro talk, second half of that movie is emotional in every way that it can be emotional. Oh, I've had everyone tell me it's the greatest movie ever. And it's, for for what it is, for a superhero movie, they did something like, they were on another level. Oh, I, I'm going to see it, but I just, like everything else, life gets in the way. You pl- you make plans and then life happens. You got to want it. You got to want it. I don't want to. But anyway, good. So I think the takeaways are do your research. Linked out. Offer value. Be transparent, but be transparent in that it's valuable and it's connective. It's not just, we're going to sell something. You might need it, so let me try. Oh, you don't know? Thanks. Blah, blah, blah. Which I do appreciate LinkedIn having the automatic reply now where it's just I hit a button says no thanks. No, you know what I do? I do the, when I get a request, when it's an obvious vendor or probably a made-up person because there's someone of a different nationality that's like, my name is Billy Smith and I'm a ROI creator or whatever. And yeah. I'm like, are you really? or fake or whatever. But what are those trying to accomplish? But then I say, I do not know this person. Yeah. Because right now I'm trying to call down to, there's a lot of people posted like Facebook like content. And I'm not this draconian, like only, po- this ain't Facebook. Don't post something. You're a human. It's, humans are still there. But like, I want to see some stuff I want to see. And I'll close this with the best LinkedIn post I saw yesterday, because let's give a good positive here, was what I thought was pretty funny, was a uh, recorded Zoom call. Now, look. It could have been a setup. I don't know. But I thought it was funny as a video. The um, There's three people on a Zoom call. And if y'all haven't seen this, it's pretty good. And the two men are in jackets with a tie and a shirt on. And they're talking. There's a lady in there. And they're having their Zoom with three people. And uh, a kid comes into the room behind one of the guys. And he stands up to tell his son, like, get out. Daddy's on a work call to, like, his on a four-year-old son. And he gets up and he goes, excuse me, let me get him out of here, lock the door. I know we're on a call. And he, when he gets up, you see he has, like, basketball shorts on with his suit and tie. And then he sits back down. He's like, they're la- the other two people are laughing at him. And he's like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. And then the other guy in the picture goes, yeah, man, that's so embarrassing. I can't he believe you dressed up. the way. And he stands up and he's got shorts on with yeah. his. And they all start laughing. And everybody's in the comments like, this is the type of boss you have. This is the type of boss you need. Like, understands, like, gets it. Like, real world guy. Look, it was probably staged. Probably staged, but for what it was, I thought it was pretty entertaining and cool and business related, but yet human humanized too. Yeah. It wasn't like robot by the SEO SEM formula for. No, it was good, and it got a lot of engagement, and everybody laughed about it. And was like, that's the type of boss you need. Ones that kind of you know gets you the same humor and all that. So yeah, anyway. yeah, but probably sucks at running the company because you can't get everything. I, it, it might be, I don't know, but it got my. I know. I can tell you this: what people want out of a boss. Is to be perfect in every situation. Oh yeah, and that's I think, the pressure of bossing. And I think employees want bosses to be, or bosses want employees to be, to be bo- no, perfect in every. They situation. They want to be able to do everything possible for twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, <laughs> seems to be the, the the pretty much juxtaposition of that. But anyway, so maybe so yes, the LinkedIn thing's right. The LinkedIn thing's right. Um, so anyway, I, I can tell by the position of the setting sun, it's time for us to end our podcast. It is so time for us to end our podcast. We'll come to you in a week and a half with another podcast. A week and a half? Yeah, it'll be a week and a half. W-E-A-K. Before we record it, not before they get it. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
See y'all next time. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.